The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am Andy Walker and uh, this is Scott Walker. Hello, Scott. Hello. How art thou, O personage? (laughs) I'm all right. Good luck. after my first week at work, but I'm. Hey, It's it's a proper tired, though. It's a good, honest tired. That's the good thing. I don't know about good, honest, but yeah. Well, good, honest day's work and all that kind of malarkey. Uh, This week we have, um, we've been asked to to review uh, another film that is part of the Romford Film Festival, um, which is uh, currently just finishing, I believe. and uh, I've chosen to go with it because we've only got one feature film. I've chosen to go with it a few short films by people that we know or that we have reviewed films by before, um, just as a sort of a taster. So we start off with those. And we will start with an older one from 2015, a film called Seize the Night. Uh, Mortuary Productions, 2015, uh, directed and produced and written by Emma Dark, uh, also written by Richard Humphreys and Merlin Roberts, cinematography by AJ Singh and uh, Donato Sinicola, uh, music by Eric Elak. The cast is Emma Dark, Carrie Thring, Anthony Eilot, uh, Paul Ewan, Mark Sears, Chris Hampshire, Sharon O'Brien Lumley, uh, Merlin Roberts, Lauren Joseph, Joel Brown, and uh, uh, Beric Reed. Uh, the synopsis says, after escaping from a secret government bio-research compound, renegade vampire assassin Eva is hell-bent on revenge. Now, the full, full synopsis is actually a bit longer than that, but I thought I'd leave it at that for now. It's, it's more than enough. <laughs> Um, this was Emma's first uh, film, basically. The first film that she made. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I think it's an excellent start to her career as a, as a filmmaker. Um, some, of, some of the acting is a little stilted. But, you know, it, it's, it's forgivable. Cause, I mean, you know, we're looking at something that's now, what, nearly 20 years old. You know, I mean, it's... it's yeah, it's, it's, weird when, it's weird when you think of it like that. So when you say 2016, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. No. When you, then you sort of think about it, it's, yeah, it's almost 20 years old. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I say it, it, some of the, the acting is a little bit stupid, but I, I mean, the effects are really good. The story works well. See, I, um, I had a bit of an um, underwhelmed feel to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does uh, have a, very much that sort of. Yeah, but it, it, it had that feel to it, but I did like it still. It wasn't like a rip off to it or a, a blatant copy. It yeah. was Emma's own put Emma's own take on it, as we've we've seen in a lot of her stuff. She does quite do uh, does does quite well, sort of her own adaptations on ideas. I mean, it, yeah, it does have an underworld feel to it, and it also has a bit of a kind of twilight sort of thing because it's, it seems it's the, like the vampires and uh, yeah. werewolves and that sort of thing. It, 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 but I think on the whole, it's a really good film. It works really well, um, and as I say, for a first film and the start to her career as a filmmaker i think it's really really good definitely worth a watch i think anyone who's anyone who's thinking of getting into making uh horror films that are more kind of like story led than than anything else this is a really good place to start it's really good to watch i will say i will say even though like we've reviewed some of emma's stuff later stuff before yeah and even though this is her first one the fact that the lighting and the camera and camera work that she got in London at, yeah. at, at night or wherever is still amazing to be done, even for the first film without sort of any any sort of experience behind it like she had with the later ones. Yeah, yeah. It's in London, and it's not like it was even sort of on the outskirts of London. No, no. Shots that she did by the the flood barrier and the bits that are actually in central London. Yeah. And to have that, have them effects and and the angle she did, and to be able to pull it off with the way she did sort of early on, is not it does it doesn't surprise me how she then become as good as she did. I think the other thing been. is the fact that she she's always been quite clever in surrounding herself with people who are really good at what they do. She's had oh, really yeah. good cinematographers that she's worked with in, in all of her stuff. And yeah. I think that it's a credit to her to, to realise that, that, you know, having a good cinematographer is a really important part of making a film. And it's that, those decisions that you make, you know, you do you do it yourself or do you get somebody else in? Yeah, you know, can do the job the way you want it done, and and she obviously has found the right people to work with. Yeah, all the things when when we spoke to Emma, yeah, she even said that her, all of her stuff is the fact that yeah, she might it has her name across it, but she wouldn't be able to do it without the team she has. And the thing is, it's, it's the same for sort of a lot of people. Like you think, and sort of the bigger names as well. Yeah, okay, yeah, they've got their names connected to it. If it yeah. wasn't for the people that are in their team. Absolutely, they wouldn't be able to do it. And Emma's just—it just proves again that the sort of the connections that you can get. For it. It is, but it is making those decisions of choosing those people yeah. to go with that, that will get the, the the look that you want, and and that's that's thing. She knows what look she wants, and she knows for the people that that can get that look and make it the way she wants to. And yeah. I think it's really good. It is. It's a very good film. Uh, right, the second one is another one from a couple of years ago. This is 2021. Uh, this is a deformed lunchbox uh, film, uh, friends at Deformed Lunchbox, Peter Hatch. Uh, this is called The Little Garden Gnome. <laughs> uh, director was Denman Hatch, cinematography by Matt Hamilton, and the cast is Ricky Wright and Anne Shepard. The synopsis says... 
will you watch the little garden gnome or will the little garden gnome watch you? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's great. It's brilliant. It it doesn't have so much of the blatant sort of uh, comedic feel that some of their other stuff has got. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's not in your face, but it's definitely it, there. Yeah, it's a bit more subtle, but it's it's uh, yeah, it, it is. It's great. I mean, it, it's again not necessarily the most original of ideas. No. But, it's done so well, and I wasn't uh, expecting the ending. No, it's just the thing is that it's one of my notes that's done that I've written down to put out. It's the fact it's not an original idea. There's been so many of them out there. But again, it's the full lunchbox put their take on it and their twist on it every single time, and the way they've done it. And yeah, I agree with you. The ending to it yeah. completely threw me completely, and I, I know that their films do that. Yeah. But, when it then come when it ended the way it did, and I sat there, I was like, "I go what?" And I had to go back again. And yeah. I watched it about three times, and I sat there, I was like, "No, it just it, it threw me every single time." Yeah, but they, yeah, it's great as their films always are. It's a really well made film. Yeah, it, it's really well put together, well edited, well written. Real, you know, it's great. I love, I love their stuff. Love everything they do. Um, and I've got to say. Uh, a quick shout out to them because um, Pete Hatch was wonderful and he has actually sent us uh, T-shirts uh, with the Deformed Lunchbox logo on, which was wonderful of him. He didn't need yeah. to do that, but it was a, it's a, a, an, a wonderful thing for him to do. And uh, yeah. if I could love them anymore, I do. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's the thing is that I, I, I sat there and I watched this film and I, I was laughing so much at just the fact that the way that he twisted and threw me. Like, wow. I sat there with Amy and she sat there and she thought, what? So I played it to her. And she, she's only watched, I think she's watched one other of the film Lunchbox's films. She sat there with me and she went, they are excellent. Oh, they are. And they, it's just, I love everything they, they do. do. Everything they do, everything they make is brilliant. And and they're really nice people. They're just, they're just really great guys. And, I, and uh, you know, I... I I look forward to watching their films every single time I watch one. It's just great. I will say as well, I love the the, the actor they had in it. Yeah, <laughs> I just I sat there and I just the thing is that again, I, especially now I know people that are like that, especially with garden homes. Yeah, and I just looked at it, I was like, oh my god, it's it's them, and yeah. it, it was it was how quickly it turned. I just it threw me. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that to to. to switch that quickly it was just kind of oh okay um <laughs> but brilliantly done again as always they're just their films are just brilliant and I, and I would suggest everybody out there watches deformed lunchbox so, you know subscribe to their youtube channel and just watch all their stuff because it's really worth it you'll yeah, enjoy it you will really there, enjoy there it. is definitely a video out there for everyone that they've done Absolutely. If, you, if you if you like horror stuff or even the comedy factor of it, there is something that on their channel that you are gonna like. Absolutely, it's 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 fantastic, and it's and the thing about it is that there's never uh, there isn't and there hasn't been one of their films where the comedy has overpowered the horror, or the horror no. has overpowered the comedy. Yeah, it's, it's really good kind of balance all the way through. Yeah. It works so well. I love it. Uh, Okay, the third one is a new one, uh, 2022. This is called The Dead Record. Uh, this is from Novaland Films in, in, a, in um, 
in conjunction with I'm saying yeah, with uh, spook films. Uh, it's a film directed and made and starring Nate Thompson, our friend who uh, did the uh, cult leader and the uh, cult affair. Uh, the synopsis for this one is a slacker is left to close down the local record store. Only this time he's interrupted by the delivery of a mysterious package. After opening it, things, nothing is ever quite the same. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's a bit of an odd one, this. Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely odd, especially like the films we've, we've watched. To say this is an odd film is a very... But it's good. I, I just... Yeah. I, I, I love the soundtrack to it. That music the, is just so the, bizarre. Yeah, not only the music on the record, but obviously the music that they were playing in the shop and all that I loved. Yeah. But yeah, that, that music, I want to know whether or not they had it specially made for that film or what. Yeah, that was so bizarre. It was so odd. And I was just like, what the hell is it? I, mean, I want to know what the music is that was used. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's just, but the good, the effects are really good as well. The, the, he goes into this kind of dream state and the yeah. effects in that have just really the good. Tra- even the transition that they go from sort of when he's sitting in his record shop to then the transition they do through to him began in this dream state, I thought was very well done. Yeah, it was. I did feel that, it, I, I think that could be a really good end part to an anthology movie. Yeah. You could you could have an anthology movie based around the shop. Yeah. The things that happen in the shop when he's there, or people come in and tell him things, you know, talk to him about things that have gone on. You can have an anthology movie based around that and have this as the end part of it. Yeah, and I think that would work really, really well. I will, I will say when he, he was part of it, I, I, I was concentrating so hard on what he was saying because when he was he was talking to his friend about the films that they were and they were saying how they felt, I was so wanted him to say one of the films we've reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to say it, and I, I was sitting there just I would have creased up. But yeah. I, even that is just I love the fact that it was a it wasn't like a typical sort of overreacting sort of acting job to it. It was genuinely what I, I've heard people have conversations yeah. like that in shops like that. It was. It was just two two mates chatting in the shop. Yeah. It wasn't... It didn't even feel that it was acted. It just felt like it was two guys chatting. Yeah. You know, and it's... But I, I really liked it. It was a really good... You know, the ending of it was really good. And yeah. It worked, so this is the thing really that well. it's, it's left me with more questions as well. Like, Obviously, where the music came from and stuff like that, obviously, what goes because yeah. it, it says about where the band came from and the done it. Yeah. But then, why the demon or whatever it is that's chasing him, why she's in a wedding dress? Well, the other thing, yeah, where did the other guy get the music, get the record from? And where, yeah. why do you pass it on to him specifically? Yeah, and, exactly. You know, what's what's all that about? But it was, it was, it was, um, it was the quote that he done as well. Obviously, the, the normal quote was that. Uh, hell have no fury like a woman's scorn. That's what everyone knows. Yeah. But then he was saying about the fact that he's got no fury like a demon scorn. Yeah. And I was like, I was sitting there for ages. Why? And then when he played the music, I was like, wow. It just <laughs> it threw me completely. It is really, really odd. I, I love the music, though, because the really weird thing is I actually liked that music. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just the bit of like, out of all the tracks that they played on it, like the one that they start off with when he's in the car, the, the, the record that they played, 
but the music I stick is stuck in my head more. Yeah, I really liked it. It's so odd. It's really, really like really good. Good film, definitely worth a watch. And uh, yes. as I say, all of these links will be up for for the YouTube uh, things for those films. Now on to our feature film. Uh, the feature film is part of the Romford Film Festival. So at the moment there won't be a um, link to the film itself. I will put a link up to the uh, IMDb page as I did with the ones last time. Uh, this is a film from 2021 called For Roger. Now this is actually listed as being a thriller, but yeah, I think I think it's more of a horror sort of thing. Uh, where are we? Directed by directed and partly written by uh, Aaron Bartuska, uh, who also made a film called Epilogue in 2018. Uh, the other two writers, Gwen Cut Gwen Cutler and Derek Pinshot, uh, or Pinshow, I'm not sure. Uh, but neither of them have really done anything else that we would. Okay. To, to yeah. talk about really. uh, the music was by Will Dinola. Can't find anything else out about him. Uh, the cast was, uh, I, I knew I shouldn't have done this, Michael <laughs> Andruskiewicz, who was also in Epilogue in 2018. Uh, Jenna Gibalisco, who has done nothing else of, of note for us. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Paparo, who did none, nothing else for us. And Russell Rainier, who has done nothing else of interest for us. Um, the synopsis says, after receiving word of his partner Clara's passing, Roger travels to the desolate farm, uh, family cabin where they would often vacation together. As he pours over the home videos recorded during their trips, Roger begins to realize that someone has been watching them from the woods for years. It's odd, actually, this. Um, at the beginning, there were some really odd camera angles and shots, and I didn't know what was going on. Really didn't know what was happening right at the beginning at all. Uh, and it seemed a bit confusing. And then it kind of explained itself as it went on. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I love the use of during the credits especially but all throughout the film they they use this kind of the music plus these sounds which become really kind of overpowering of the music and mm -hmm. to build tension but they build the tension and build the tension and then nothing actually happens yeah it's, it's somebody still, you, the music stops but you're still left with that kind of tension feeling it's like oh yeah. what's gonna happen you know and oh, what, I like is, what i like about it is that it's very weird. I'm going to be a two minds about it, mainly because of the fact that it's confused me. But the the angles on the shots they had is the fact that they like some of the they were very odd and found myself looking more around the edge and what was going on in the background to see if I could notice anything. Yeah. But then it was it was the sort of over over sort of overdone shots. So like once the sh once the sort of characters have gone out of shot or whatever in the it stayed on the screen and it's all it, it, it for me i was sitting like is something gonna happen yeah and it no, was I'm... it was making that sort of feeling like that and then nothing did and you're like it it doesn't get rid of that feeling of the sort of pulling you in the interesting thing is that they did it a number of times and nothing happened but then there were a couple of times when they did it and something actually did happen yeah 
because of the fact that you, you didn't you, if you look in the background you can see that something has changed or whatever yeah and that was very cleverly done because of the fact that you almost dismiss it because it's happened three or four times and nothing's changed or nothing's happened in the background. So the next time it happens, you don't notice it as much because of the fact that you just don't expect things to have changed. Yeah. Um, it was really odd because it was kind of like a mix of a Cabin in the Woods film and a found footage film. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it, it, it's exactly what I thought. I said it was like, it was almost like a found footage found footage version of Cabin in the Woods mixed with Friday the 13th sort of film. The interesting thing is there was one we watched a few weeks ago that we said was like a mix of the two, but it didn't work. But this one really does. I think it really works well. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the way that the, the tension, the, the tension built up in it, that was, it was very well done. Um, and the, the sort of the emotion that the, 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 the actor had, in it with it sort of it was very raw it was very sort of um almost personal yeah and it was and the fact that as well there wasn't it was just him where even when he confronts this this other person it, it there's no dialogue between them it's just him no. ranting and having a go and it's just it's all for the, the other person it's all through their eyes and you can see it through there and i think that is very well done it is really good. I mean, it was a bit confusing in places, and but I, I like the the use of imagery in it, the, the, like the 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 deer heads and and some of that stuff. The way they did the close ups on them and that sort of thing, and the eyes yeah. that was really well done. It's a bit slow, but it's really interesting. It keeps you engaged. Yeah, I, see, I sat there and I, I was I sat there for a lot of it for like sort of about until about halfway through, it was just like nothing's happening, and having that sort of that bored feeling, but I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Yeah, I, 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 I sat there I and I was like, I was like, something needs to happen. It needs to move. But I then sort of, I couldn't take my eyes off to see to sort of sit there and go, like, like, like I've done with a lot of the films. I've been really interested, but I've been able to still look out and look away for it. And this, yeah. I sat there and hope constantly was like, something got to happen now. Yeah, and it oh. just, it, I don't know how they done it. It just. It's the fact that I sat there like nothing's happening. It's boring. It's, it's, it's dragging. But I couldn't take my eyes off it just in case that something happens. The thing is, I mean, I know you only see them in snippets from their relationship because they're only there for a certain amount of time. But I couldn't help feeling that the character this guy was playing. All I wrote, <laughs> what I wrote in, in this is, he's a dick, a controlling dick. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm not sure why she would agree to get get engaged to him because he just comes across as being a complete ass. Yeah, and it's not like he even hides it either. It's sort of he, it's almost like he he tries making her feel like he's not like it's all her idea of things are happening, but he's not. And it's, it's like there's one bit of it where she seems really unhappy and seems really like not wanting to be there really doesn't want to be and he doesn't seem to care or understand at all no it's just really weird um but i mean you know i think it look, had a great look to it the camera works brilliant again as i say that was the only thing for me i don't know why she would have got engaged to a guy who was that much of a dick but the thing i like about this film more than anything 
mm. is that it doesn't end with like a slasher type thing or an obvious ending. It ends with a really open ending that means there could possibly be a sequel, but maybe, but I don't know what you would do with it. But it, it's also that and the fact that it's, it's also sort of uh, he was trying to blame everyone else. Yeah. The fact that he was trying to blame the way she was with the reason the, the relationship broke up. He was trying to blame other things around them that happened for like her passing for like and it's then only when he then it's almost like the the, the other character was sort of a subconscious sort of thing to it. And he was like trying to make him believe that make him realise that actually he, he was sort of he was a contributing factor. There was part of me because he leaves her there. And goes off, yeah. even though she said that there's somebody watching them, and he doesn't believe her. And there's a part of me that actually thought, is it her? Do you know what? Actually, I sat there and I watched this, and Amy was listening to it in the background, and even she said the same thing. She went, it's going to be the girlfriend. Yeah. And but the good thing about it is you never find out who the person that was watching them is, or the person is in the mask. You don't find out who it is at all. No, it's it's there's no explanation to who it is or what their relationship is to the people or if even to the cabin. But the, the thing that gets me is that there's been times I've seen films like this before where it's ended up that, that ambiguously and I've felt really disappointed by it. Mm. But I didn't. It kind of felt like the right sort of ending. Yeah, it's, it was weird. Like I was, I was saying, I sat there and I was like, I was saying to Amy, who was, who was sitting in the background, I was watching it, and I was saying, it's, it's boring, it, 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 it weren't, and it, I was saying, it, it, it wasn't a lot happening, but then I realised that it was, it was grabbing me the whole way. Yeah. And then when it ended, I sat there and I was like, I, I had the sort of feeling, I was like, okay, it, yeah, it's ended, but I'm not, I'm not disappointed, I'm, I'm like sort of, yeah, I'm not disappointed. It is that it's not like left left things open. It's not. I, I genuinely sort of was like that has actually sort of kept my attention. It's made me made me feel not feel better, but it's sort of I understand a bit more about it than I did. And it's yeah. if, with other films that we've seen like it. I sat there and I've, I've said, like you said, I sat you sat there at the end and like well, that was a bit pointless of watching it. Yeah, I haven't got that feeling with this. Is yeah, I'm, I'm glad I've watched it. I'm not 100% sure why I am, but I'm glad I have watched it. I, I just think it's, it's quite an incredible film, to be honest, because it does keep your attention all the way through, despite the fact that there is very little happening in a lot of it. Yeah. And it, But it keeps your attention and it keeps you interested in what's going on. And as I say, at the end, you're just kind of left with the feeling of, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and and it's it's, it's so odd, it, but it, it, I think it's a really good film. It is, and it's it's very hard. It, it's really weird for like a reviewer's point of view to sit there and have to say, "Yeah, this is like you can't sit there and say, yeah, this is a great film, nice, right?" It is. It's just it's a good film, and it ends in such a good way that makes you feel sort of satisfied. It's very hard to put into words why. The, the weird thing about it is, it is so, and I know this is going to sound odd. But for me, this film is so not American. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's got a completely, it's got, 
the end of it doesn't come across like an American film because American films seem to either like to tie the ends up completely or they leave an, one ambiguous thread that they can hook yeah. onto to make a sequel. Yeah, it's it's, it's bizarre because it's, I don't know, it's the same, there's something about it that I don't, I don't know why I like it, but it, it's, it's yeah. yeah, and it's made me, it's, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to watch it. It's it's very bizarre because it's not a film that I would have gone out of my way to watch. Like I just said, I'm not a, not a big fan of uh, fan footage films and stuff like that. But this, um, yeah. I think because of the fact that it wasn't all found footage, it was a mix between them. Yeah, and and the suspense and everything they were feeling in it. It just it, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to watch it. Absolutely. I mean, I hope it does well at the film festival. I hope they get some yeah. recognition there. Um, and the same with the, the film, the, the film we watched last week. I hope that gets recognition there. Yes. So, I mean, I'll put the IMDb thing on it, and hopefully there should be some information on there about when it may be released on DVD or whatever. Um, but yes, for for Roger is definitely worth a watch. Yes. Uh, and uh, as I say, the other ones I'll put the uh, the um, YouTube links up to the other short films for you to uh, to have a check them out and uh, sort of thing. Thank you very much, Scott, for okay. joining me and being as wonderful as always. Um, next week, we'll help. be back to our, well, almost back to our usual programming. Um, we will be doing, no, because next week we're doing the two films uh, that we were going to do for the, <laughs> the last two weeks, but we have done because of the uh, being asked to do these films. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a double bill of films. We're going to be doing uh, The Lawnmower Man and The Lawnmower Man 2. Yes. That should be exciting. Stay tuned to this Bat Channel. Um, Bat Channel? Yes. Oh, I forgot you're too young. You never used to watch Batman. Same bat well, time, same bat channel. Not with Adam West, did it? No, I didn't. Yeah, best one. Best Batman there's ever been. Uh, Never been a good Batman know. since then. Um, any road up, as they say. Uh, we will see you again. You will see us again. We will still be here wobbling about in our boxes. And uh, at some point in the future, there will be other things going on. So uh, keep an eye out for those and uh, don't let your ears go green. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. The Cypora Film podcast. Sci-Fora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.